0: So, um, yeah, so this is what um uh, episode two seventeen twenty yep, we've upgraded our our um our situation a little bit. It's a whole new thing, it's a whole new thing,
1: but it's a good thing,
0: yeah, like I was telling luke earlier we're we're as professional as you can get on three hundred bucks absolutely
1: <laughs> it's, it's never about the money, it's about the intent behind it. no, I think that
0: might be true. I was in Tampa this week. it was nice, it was really really nice, got it warm. Well, you know, only a couple tornadoes blew through. I thought I wasn't going to make it home for Christmas. That
1: was somewhat concerning. Yeah, a little concerning would be the statement there.
0: Yeah, but hey, I watched a really cool movie on the way back. It's called The
1: Nines. Have you ever heard of this
0: movie? No, no, no. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it, which uh, and Jenny McCartney or whatever. No, uh, Melissa McCartney. Okay, she's the girl who's. um, Oh well, she was in a bunch of stuff. She's hilarious. And then it had um, oh Chris Pratt I think whatever mm-hmm. that guy's name is from Jurassic Park yeah 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 uh, and it was I guess probably eight years old it's a good movie it huh. is it is a real mind twister you All should right? you should you should rent it and watch I'll it check it out yeah okay well I guess that's not why people are tuned in let's bring it yeah so uh, but I did get a chance to do a lot of thinking on the flight back and uh, was really thinking a lot about uh, this concept of who you listen to. You know, there's there's just so much out there. There's so much going on right now, um with the news mm. and all that kind of fun stuff. And I got and to be honest, and I think I was telling you a little bit about this earlier. Well, you know, when I was a kid and I was trying to become successful, I used to get the I bought the little Stephen Covey's seven mm-hmm. habits. You yep. know? You bet. You know, cause he's 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 done all right, you know. Sure. And uh I kinda listened to it and I thought to myself, uh you know, it's all about organization. And you know me, I'm, I'm like not an organized guy. So the more I listened to what he had to say, the more I kept thinking, I'm never going to be successful. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is success is not an option for me. Right. Because, um, uh, uh, because I'm not an organized guy mm-hmm. and clearly here's a man who has been successful. He's telling me how to be successful. Uh, and that I should, uh, you know, I should become more organized and I, I First of all, I'm listening to the book on audio tape because I can't sit still long enough to even read a book, right? But, but it really sort of depressed me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And a uh, matter of fact, I've heard from a lot of successful people that the one thing that you want to do is read books of those people who have done what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, in these books, they usually, you know, tell about their own path or their own point of view. And uh, that's Con- always a
1: then connect the dots of their path for you. Yeah, that's from right. Start to finish,
0: which by the way, that's almost always written by a ghostwriter. I promise you, Bill Gates is not sitting in front of a typewriter cracking out his life story. And uh, one thing about writers is they're really good about creating a narrative from points in space. And um, so even that source of information is not 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not exactly what you want to hear. And I've always heard that, you know, try to follow these examples. And again, I actually heard of a, a um, there was a study I heard in the airport on, while I was flying back. And they had, they had done another study on really successful people and come up with all of the traits that they were supposed to have. And I, I, again, I just keep getting, I'm very depressed about this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. I always find that that's not me. Whatever that list of amazing leaders is, it's just not me, you know. And so between those stories that don't sound like me and things written from a point of view that I can, I never dropped out of Harvard. That's just not ever going to be a thing. Uh, You know, I need a book written uh, by someone who's ADD, dyslexic, and uh, 43 years old trying to find their way in life.
1: Yeah, if we're going to follow that prescription, then it has to be identical.
0: Yeah, not a lot of books like that. Not a lot of books like that. And um, so you sort of take that message. So even if you're, really careful about what you're listening to and you're only listening to this type of stuff. You know, people who've done what you want to do. Uh, Okay, so that has its own problems. And then you take, like, the news, you know, and uh, God knows there's enough articles about Trump. And uh, you sort of read that article about Trump and and you fall into two essential categories, right? One category, either you think uh, there's a bunch of idiots out there or the other category in which you think there's a bunch of idiots out there, right? Either way, when you read that or you hear it on television, mm-hmm. you're automatically kind of creating an us-them scenario, yep. Yep. right? Where it's us versus them, right? That idiot over there, they believe that thing. How stupid are they? Mm-hmm. So there's this other kind of stuff you can listen to, right? That, that sort of creates this other message, this us-them message that is has its own problems, so I've just sort of been trying to figure this out, you know, trying to really wrestling with it, trying to make it happen. And um, quite frankly, uh, I'm a little, I struggled a little bit and uh, cause I really want to uh, be very specific about what goes into my mind. Uh, obviously the listeners of this podcast are not, which, you know, that's cool. Uh, but uh, if they were, uh, maybe they wouldn't listen to us, but nonetheless, yeah. I try to be very specific about what goes into my mind, and and I just was really struggling, you know. And then it it sort of dawned on me. You know, what's the one book that's really written from my perspective, right? A book that is going to be full of uh, the things I need to hear. And uh, it's a little cliche, I know, but I kept coming back to uh, the Bible. So the Bible kept uh kept just surfacing, and I think that's for a couple of reasons one, I think the bible is is uh the living word of God, and I think that's you know from genesis one one on we're told that the Word was with God and and the Word was God, and when you read the Bible, it is the living embodiment of of God right he's speaking to you, so Well, there's certainly a lot of stories there that I can identify with, a bunch of screw-ups, which I appreciate. Um, Thanks, God, for putting those down.
1: Absolutely. It's
0: almost not about the story itself. It's about what God's saying to you um, while you're reading. You know, what's jumping out at you? And uh, I couldn't help but think that, you know, if you're spending some time, who you're listening to, what are you listening to?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Are you really spending enough time listening to the Bible? You, do you do you study the Bible much? I, I mean, do, do you spend a lot of time in it? Tell me a little
1: bit about your routine. Routine is in the morning for me. That's the in my day. That's the bit of quiet space that I have. Uh, when I'm late at night, I like to read around with more of a research mind for the Bible, but I'm usually too distracted from the day mm-hmm. to get focused for me. Right. So that morning rise is the one, both for my mental space and just in my physical space. It's quiet and I can just be. Right, and I think that's my phrase. I can just be. Where at the end of the day, for me, when I'm trying to do anything interesting in the Bible, then I've got so much I can't just be. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get the headspace.
0: Sure. So, do is there a difference between your days, like whenever you you spend that time, and you don't?
1: Mm. <laughs> so, I'm usually on the back end of. I've had a bad day. Go to bed. When I'm waking up, I'm looking for an answer and a solution a way to feel at peace. Mm-hmm. So if I can ground myself and just be and let whatever God has to say in whatever story and parable he wants to tell me that in, mm-hmm. when that can wash over me, yeah, I feel, I feel energized, cleared out.
0: It's almost like the Bible is written to
1: really deliver the wisdom you need the, when you need it. In that moment. Right. In the moment from a story that you wouldn't expect to connect Like the Franklin Cubby, I used to have the three ring cubby binder thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. back in middle school and high school as a way to try to help me be organized, but that never met me in the moment and helped to move me forward. Yeah. Whereas now I can sit down and I can pop into Mark or Matthew and there's just one or two sentences, these verses that then just speak directly to whatever it is that's cooking. Yep. And then for me, that gets me excited. Because then I'll read the rest of that chapter. What was the context? What was going on? Why was that being said? And now I can start to fill in the gaps. Yeah, but it's real life, real time.
0: Yeah, I have one of the Bible verses uh, apps on my phone. I really like that. That seems seems to bring because it's you know it's sort of hard uh, just to sit into a Bible story. A lot of people sort of struggle with that process mm-hmm. uh, of you know getting something out of uh, you know finding yourself accidentally in numbers, for example. And trying to find inspiration for the day, uh, which is always a bit of a challenge. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. an interesting book, no doubt about it, but it's not uh, it's not quite the same thing as like Psalms or yeah. like um, um, any of the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's sort of interesting. But I think it, I think it's sort of cool how the Bible just sort of always delivers that thing you really need to hear. Yeah. As opposed to media uh, that we fill our day with really all the time, like every day. Uh, I think it's really if you took the ratio of time people spend in, say the Bible versus, say, the time they spend in the news um, or media or video games, you know, it's it's really it's 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 not even (laughs) the the ratio is way off. Yeah, it's way off.
1: And what I want to want to say right now, uh, when you're listening to this out there, Mm -hmm. just pause this for just a second. Just try to write down just a, a guesstimate. Maybe by day or by week, how much time are you spending just elsewhere in the world? Yeah. Being bombarded with whatever it yeah. is. What's that total? Yeah. Versus the other other total. We're gonna to come back to that question here in a little while. Yeah. I, I tell you, <laughs> I I
0: think to myself, you know, if I were if I were Satan <laughs> and I wanted to design the perfect world, uh, that would essentially create the perfect set of distractions that would keep you out of the Bible right? I would actually create news media. Uh, I would create video games. I create movies. And I know a lot of people listening to this are going to struggle with this last one. I would definitely create sports. I would create sports because there is so much energy poured into whether your team wins or loses compared to energy spent, you know, really seeking what God has to say for you. Right. Cause these things that they, they that what's interesting about these things is they tell stories that sort of mimic reality and morality, uh, just close enough uh to act as a substitute for the real uh world that God has created right they're just close enough to reality uh to really kind of fake you out to make you think you're engaged with reality uh but they're meta reality in so many ways right god's reality is 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 really one step below or deeper, if you will, mm-hmm. than those things. Mm-hmm. So in much the same way that donuts and ho-hos can kind of substitute for real food, you can eat it uh, and it'll definitely fill you up for All about right. 10 minutes. But over the long haul, you know, filling yourself up on media, video games and 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 sports and things like that, uh, you just find yourself hungry again. And, um, and that's okay. Uh, at least it seems okay because there's so much of it to consume. And so you find yourself going from show to show, from sports game, or from, from Sunday to Sunday, if mm-hmm. football is your thing, uh, yeah. really just looking to get full again. And a lot of people really wrap up their identity in these things that are meta reality, which I find really interesting. And so all of this noise, if you will, sort of, it steals little, crea- it really steals your creative energy, right? Because what are you spending your your emotions on, right? You're spending on things that are ultimately just, they're just not real, Right. And so what's worse is it actually recruits other people into the lie uh, so that people around you actually mimic this same energy-stealing nature that the media that they, that they actually consume. So now you're sort of here, you know, having a lots of conversations about things that just, they're just not real.
1: Horizontal across your left side, right side, you're looking side to side.
0: That's right. And again, junk food, right? I mean, so you feel full, you've, you feel like you're eating something, you feel like you're consuming something that's
1: of real value, mm-hmm. when in reality you're, you're consuming a lie. Because you had a need that you were trying to, trying to at least fill, you're trying to attend to, you had, you had something that you needed to fulfill. That's right. And you've reached for the side to side and you've, you're coming up empty. That's and right. You try to keep consuming to fill it.
0: That's right. So either way, you know, a little bit of your energy is sort of stolen and spent on something that doesn't really matter. And it leaves you, and I, and it would be cool if we were all sort of unlimited energy animals, but at the end of the day, we have a certain amount of energy we can spend on on endeavors. Uh, and it still just a little bit, and depending on how involved you are, some people play video games eight hours a day, uh, really to the exclusion of so many other things. Uh, and I'm not really knocking on video games or, or media per se. I, I don't. It, it's so, I mean, it's sort of coming off like that. But the reality of it is it's really more about how much time you're spending with God. So what, what's what's sort of, you know, you take like like we talked about the news cycle, you know, that just makes you feel bad about God, God's children. Right, I mean, you 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 spend your energy, and I can't, man, I, like at work, I can't even tell you how many people I run into, and I'm not gonna say, you know, they're pro or against Trump, but mm-hmm. they're on one side or the other, and right. they are fired up. Yep. I mean, they are just really, I I, I literally, I I met a woman, a real really sweet girl, very highly educated, uh, just after Trump got elected, and and she was, man, she was broken up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked her, I said, you know, what, what's wrong? She goes, well, you know, Trump's going to take away my uh, my personal property rights. And I don't know if that's true or not. It doesn't really matter. Like I said, I'm not pro-Trump. Not I'm not trying to uh, pick a stance here. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is he hasn't yet. He did. He ha- At that point, he had not. But here she is spending all this energy, right, uh, as not only essentially, you know, being worried about something that clearly has yet to come to pass and probably never will, uh, but she's also spent a lot of energy disliking that other group of people, right? And that's the real challenge here, right? I mean, you you have media constantly creating an environment in which you dislike some group of people. And what's funny is there's actually a really great book called, uh, I think, Confessions of a Media Manipulator or something like that. I'll have to look it up and put it okay. in the show notes. All right. But he tells all about how even the people who are, who are putting these uh, headlines out there that create this division they actually don't care. They don't They don't have a side. All they want is your attention so that they can ultimately run ads against your attention and sell that, right? And so that's sort of interesting to me that all this division is being created. It's being ginned up really uh, for the purposes of just selling uh, advertising to your eyeballs. It's not that people actually deeply hold these convictions.
1: Well, they get your attention, get you engaged, and keep you distracted long enough so you become interested yeah. in some product that's, that's available
0: that's right that's right so now you spent 15 minutes reading an article and you are ticked off at some group of people and you know what's funny um about that uh is we we're, we're kind of we're constantly taught by these things to think you know our team our state our mm-hmm. political party uh, our country russians us republicans democrats uh, they actually, this is not a new thing, right? So it's it's an us versus them mentality that these guys are wanting to create in the media, because it gets your attention, because you want to know what them is doing, <laughs> whoever them is, right? Right. Right. Uh, to but, me against me. Yeah, but this was this is not new, right? The church of the Bible uh, is really, in a lot of ways, the same as the church today, same as media today. Um, they had been sort of seduced by the same us versus them message, right? You can see in Luke ten twenty nine 29, uh, when the man seeking to justify himself, and this is, he stood up and said, well, okay, who is my neighbor? Right? Because Jesus is basically saying, Boom. you know, be kind to your neighbors, right? Uh, and Jesus responds with the illustration of the good Samaritan, right? And so I don't know if you remember this, but the mm-hmm. guy's laying on the side of the road. Many good people pass him, right? Because he's been stripped naked. He's been robbed. Good people pass him, right, and and do nothing for him except for a Samaritan. A Samaritan comes along and does something for him. What's interesting about Samaritans in the Bible is they were the unclean, the untouchables. They were honestly the low of the low. Mm -hmm. So here you have in Jesus' illustration the low of the low, the others, right, coming and helping a person. And uh, I think it's really interesting because, what Jesus is starting to start, starting to unpack here, starting to take apart, is this idea of others, right? This idea that there's a Samaritan and that there's a guy who's hurting. Whenever Jesus just looks at it and says, there's just my children, you know? Yep. And so, sadly, for this guy who says, well, who is my neighbor? The answer is everybody, um, which is against everything that's going on right now everything that's going on right now Mm -hmm. you know there's so much division and it's so it's so it's sad and and I gotta be honest and I'm challenged by this you know I certainly have my own political beliefs Mm -hmm. and Mm
2: -hmm. I like
0: to think I'll hold them strongly and I like to think that they're based in something of meaning um but I was really challenged by this thought as I started as I was writing it down right who is my neighbor and what does that mean and what am i consuming that constantly is reinforcing that these are not my neighbors mm-hmm. and um i got to tell you
1: it's pretty much everything on television yep the the call for social justice in in a way that the good samaritan demonstrates yeah there's a need you meet the need yeah and you can't create the us versus them dichotomy because that's just another person who's made as an image bearer of christ yeah that's right. The need is there. You need to show up and fulfill that need.
0: That's right. So to put it in a modern context, you know, uh, the Democrat or the Republican is your neighbor. right? The Russian is your neighbor. The gay couple next door is your neighbor. Uh, they're, all God, they're all God's children, and therefore they are your neighbors. And so when you think about what you're consuming on a daily basis, you know, I think you got to think about what that's doing. Is it guiding you towards God or away? Because all that energy that you spend building walls and defining yourself, right? What are you really doing then, right? That us versus them is really just defining yourself in relationship to another person.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I am who I am because you are who you are, right? I am a Republican or I'm a Democrat because you're a Republican, right? So I sort of know who I am in a lot of ways. Uh, I am. uh, You are rich. I am poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are. um, You know, you're a southerner. I'm a northerner. Right. Uh, You almost uh, you have to have the other person now to
1: define you. Mm -hmm. That just seems like a big problem. Big problem. And then you bring back to your Stephen Covey seven habits and not knocking that and others like. Yeah, I think that's a big deal for a lot of people, just not for me yeah and here you are we've got now we've got this thing that we can compare ourselves again so mm-hmm. if that's supposed to be a definition of success, I don't have that so I'm right not. so now we're right back to here's these created lists mm-hmm. and I don't match it so that's I'm right not. so then I have to be something else
0: that's right it's that it's that comparison to other people and i'll i i am really happy you brought that back up because it it that is man that's a that's a jarring and I think a lot of people you know a lot of people live their lives in a place where they don't think they can because they're not that person, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And Instagram and social media do a really good job of showing us what we're not. Um, and they show us, and, and, I think there, and I think we've talked about this before, but there's a little bit of comfort, you know, uh, a little bit of responsibility that you can get out of whenever you <laughs> say, <laughs> right, whenever you say, well, I'm just not X, I'm not skinny, I'm not whatever, I'm not whatever. That's why I'm not successful. But there again, it's because you have created a, a model of success from an amalgamation of others, other people that have created this thing that you don't live up to, which is, by the way, a lie in and of itself because mm-hmm. you don't actually know the person mm-hmm. at a level where it's, a, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people who are successful don't even know why they're successful. Absolutely. All right. so for you then to say, well, I'm not like them, Uh, Therefore, I can't be successful. I just, it's really, really challenging. And I think all that energy is time that you don't spend relating to God. So the devil, as I mentioned earlier, sort of created this perfect world. He keeps you looking left and right, right? He keeps you looking at your neighbors, at Instagram, Mm -hmm. at the news, at sports, at video games. He keeps you down here, right? Um, And if you're down here looking left and right then you're not looking up right you're not looking at God and you're not looking down either you're not seeing who's really pulling the strings <laughs> down here on this fallen world which uh, is Satan right I mean mm-hmm. he's sort of created yeah. a lot of what we're talking about uh, this is he set it up and um, what I think this the division of, of men is what I'm really talking about uh, he set that up so he didn't create television he certainly didn't create Instagram but he certainly created the division of men. He certainly created the division of men from God, mm-hmm. which was the first yep. division. Yep. And then we have so many others from Cain and Abel on, right, continually us dividing into tribes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the people who study this, they'll tell you, oh, tribes, man, it's been around forever. And it has, no doubt about it. But I think just because it's been around forever, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the natural state of things. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that doesn't have to be the natural state of things, but they would say it obviously is the natural state of things because it's been around forever. I disagree. I don't think that was God's real vision. So as we're again, spending yep. time looking left and right, we're not spending any time looking up at God. Right. So where should we? Um, so, so much of our pain, right. Is from this idea that we're looking to our wife to define us as a husband, mm-hmm. man, that's a problem. What happens if your wife doesn't deliver that day on what you need to be defined as a husband? What if she doesn't respect you, quote-unquote, right? What then? Are you still a good husband? And so, again, as we look left and right uh, at things and people to define ourselves, um, we're really in a lot of trouble. But God has a different plan for that, and that's what sort of gets me excited, right? Right. So you sort of want to, you want to figure out how we emerge from this, this noise, this concophony of symphony of, of doom.
1: (laughs) Makes me think of Megadeth and some kind of symphony of destruction or something. That's
0: right. Right. How do we, how do we get away from the us versus them? How do we get away from defining ourselves um, in relationship to others? Because I think at the end of the day, I mean, we could go forever on this topic of how, that really causes you a lot of problems. I know, as a as a, a, a clinical psychologist, right? That's the right title for
1: you. Uh, professional counselor.
0: Professional counselor. Ooh, I almost got us in big trouble. Just about. Yeah, right. A professional counselor. You know, I know that you probably see a lot of that, a lot of challenges uh, where people spend a lot of their energy
1: to defining themselves
0: on this level,
1: on this layer. Transference is a big word here, so between, um, I'm in this space, but then I'm reading into somebody else's, um, what their body language is saying, what the context of their words are. And then I'm using that as a way to define how I should feel because of this external event that's happened around me. And this is not me. Mm-hmm. That's on the outside. Yeah. But now on the inside, the introspection. So for me, uh, person first language, if I go with, I'm, I'm mad, I'm upset. Uh, I'm, I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. What are these words are? I'm mm-hmm. just choosing now to define myself based on something different. Yeah. Versus I'm me. I'm good. And this thing that's happening right now is difficult.
0: Yeah. I like that. What you know as you were talking about that I, ke- I kept thinking to myself <sighs> it's almost that internal and external locus of control. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean this idea of looking outward to define your situation to define who you are and who you can be, you've really given up a lot of control when you do that. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. mean, you've created a scenario in which, uh, you, others will, do. I knew we we actually knew, a, had a mutual friend mm-hmm. angry. I mean, just, mm-hmm. I mean, self-professed. I mean, yeah. he would tell you himself very, mm-hmm. just angry. And mm-hmm. you know, when we would work with him and kind of dig into that a little bit, we always found ourselves, you know, kind of kept coming back to this topic of, I mean, you're letting all, everything's going on, on the outside, uh, you know, define you, and
1: that's, that's and you're just getting so bad. angry about things that are outside of you that you will never be able to engage with. Yeah, you're just one way allowing it in. That's right. You choose to get angry about it, and then you define yourself as angry mm-hmm. and angry about it. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it.
0: Do you remember what we did with the men of seventeen twenty about that same t- time? Blackout. Yeah, we had a media blackout. We spent about uh, I think it was about I think it was just a week.
1: Mm-hmm. I for think some I, guys. Yeah, for some guys. Class. We tried
0: to do 30 days for most of us. Mm-hmm. And that's just where we didn't listen to anything. And I think most of the men who were struggling with anger issues really came back at a whole different level, which I thought was really cool.
1: So that experience there, uh, but for me, magnified uh, 100X, 1,000X. Mm-hmm. Uh, very recent past, I went into prison to a women's correctional facility. Oh, wow.
0: That was last night, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah.
1: And so blackout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offenders in prison they can earn the privilege to have TVs and radios, so hmm. they can consume content. Sure, But the people that I met, they were graduating from this one-year-long program. And what really struck me, their testimonies that they gave at their graduation of this program, listening to the clarity that these ladies had as they described their transformation and restoration, mm-hmm. one of the key themes I heard from the, I don't over a half a dozen people who chose to speak was all the same story. I heard this noise out there and that noise I believed and it got me here. And now I'm here and I am more free and I'm more clear as to what the plan is that God has for my life mm-hmm. than I have ever been in my entire life. And I had to get into a place where I didn't have the noise. Right, It, it was taken from them, the freedom to choose to be in a place to be still and quiet and just know God, but they demonstrate what we out here struggle with on the outside of those prison walls, Mm -hmm. the difficulty to, to just be still and stop the noise. I got to
0: think there's a lot of work they do about trying to help the women not blame others for their
1: situation. Oh, it's a massive process for Mm -hmm. offenders who have landed there because it wasn't, It's not that you just wake up one day and decide to do whatever it is. Right. Um, The story of Samson, just a fantastic example of a guy who walks, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but 17,000 steps Mm -hmm. on his way to do something terrible. Right. And he pays a price for that. Yeah. But he had 17,000 steps to decide to turn back. Sure. It might be 24,000. I don't remember exact numbers, but either way. I'm sure somebody will correct you in the comments. Please do. Yeah. And that'd be fantastic. The (laughs) point's the same, right? The point is the same. So if you got something, bring it. But these ladies in the place that they're at right now, yeah, they have a lot of shame, guilt, uh, just a lot of stuff that they're processing. Okay. But what they showed in their testimonies was that despite that they were able to be present, Mm -hmm. tell a a phenomenal transformational story because they have a future that they're excited about. Wow. And just, but they were they were still quiet. They could hear.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they um, it was a blackout of sorts. Like they stopped listening to the left and the right, and they were forced to go inside. Now, we as Christians would say, "Well, don't just go inside, but also go up, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to God." I think I think what's interesting is um, God is sort of I think misunderstood a little bit about his relationship to us and our relationship to him. There's a lot of guilt, a lot of real negativity that's, that's creeped into the church. And quite frankly, for many reasons creeped in to create an us versus them mentality, mm. because even the church has a long history of profiting from an us versus them mentality. I mean, in all honesty, yeah. uh, in some ways, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, that I work with this, this last week and, we're talking about abortion, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have a I have a sort of an unusual point of view about abortion. I don't think we should. Um, I don't think we should be really. Uh, the church should be heavily involved in trying to create legislation.
2: Mm.
0: I think the church should be heavily involved in trying to create options uh, that are that that are better than an abortion, like exponentially better than an abortion. I can imagine any woman who's considering an abortion is happy about this, mm. right? I mean, they don't skip to the abortion clinic, right? I mean, yep. it's a, it is in a it is a gut wrenching, difficult decision, but at the end of the day, it's made from con- considering what their life will be if they don't versus what their life will be if they do.
1: Yeah, and just on this, um, just on this statement here, I just want to talk to any of the guys who are listening right now or watching right now that. That outcome, the ramification, like that's on us. Mm-hmm. If if men today would show up, provide mm-hmm. and protect for the little bit of the kingdom that's right around them, everything that we just talked about wouldn't be a thing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I agree one hundred percent. But I can't control what what man a woman chose to be involved in. You know, who knows? But as a church, I think we can create options. Uh, that allow women a much better outcome. Like, imagine imagine the idea that when you're considering this horrible choice, that it looks way better to go to the local church and say, I'm in trouble. And the church turns around instead of, instead of saying, we're us, we're the people who don't sin, and you're them, the people mm-hmm. who do, right? But instead say, we're us, we're just us. There's oh, he no is. yeah, <laughs> there is no us versus them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just think if we could do that, right? This idea of focusing on an us, we're all God's children, versus she's a Samaritan because she had premarital sex and mm-hmm. now she's going to, uh, you know, have a child or have an abortion. I just I I think that that's that is one of the us versus them challenges that the church has you know in modern times been very involved in, mm-hmm. but you know definitely. uh, I think the Crusades are a pretty decent example of an us versus them, right? I mean, there's just a lot of... But but for all the people who would look at the history of the church and even look at the abortion question and pass judgment on the church and say, you know, I don't want to be a part of that, let me just tell you that that is not God's vision for the church. Uh, that is man's uh, injection. The idea of us versus them is not something that, has, uh, that was ever in God's vision.
1: Yeah, when we decided to know right from wrong... That's right, and then there it is. And that's very, very beginning of the Bible.
0: That began it, and it began the division. But Christ finished it, right? He actually made there no division. I think what's really interesting is, you know, what blew the uh, the the uh, um, oh, my God. Pharisees. Pharisees, thank yeah, you yeah. so much. I was gonna say Philistines. What blew the Pharisees away was first of all the power no longer. Jesus made it so the power no, no longer flowed through them. People could have a personal relationship with God. So there was no us Pharisees with power versus you people without there was no us versus them anymore. And then on top of that, you take the idea of the Gentiles versus the Jews, right? Again, Jesus just comes in and blows that away. There is no more us versus them and G- and, and, and because it was never meant to be. That has always been a manufacture of us. We did that. Right. And so, uh, and by the way, I think God's been actively trying to fix it ever since we did it. But uh, but I, I guess, you know, well,
1: yeah, so just to your. Yeah, yeah, purposes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. just had to get into this. I, I didn't recall the verse uh, John 2 15. Mm-hmm. This is when Jesus shows up uh, and he builds a whip out of cords before he goes and destroys and kicks out these people selling um, overpriced goods to to these uh quote yeah Jesus with people, a bullwhip yeah other people who are yeah. too poor to still do their mandatory work mm-hmm. to earn it but he just patiently sits down and builds a whip out of a bunch of cords and then wreaks havoc on this temple yeah he's not a, he wasn't a real big fan of the us versus them uh no I mean, no.
0: I think there's enough examples of Jesus in the Bible just blowing us versus them out of the water. Even, Righteous anger. Yeah, even when Jesus got his feet washed, right? Or when Jesus knelt and washed the feet of others, mm-hmm. right? I mean, here's here is the Messiah, here's the teacher washing the feet of his disciples. Again, why did he do that? Just to, just to continue to blow away the us versus them. Yep. So, you know, bringing it sort of back to our original talk about who, who you're listening to. I think if you're listening to sources of media or if you're involved in things that create an us versus them mentality or that other thing we talked about, which is where you're defining yourself, if you will, Mm -hmm. through others or by others, you're really missing out on something huge. I mean, really, truly huge. God, uh, he wants to connect you with him. And we've actually talked about this concept and the concept of marriage. It's a little controversial, I think, what I'm about, what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyways because I really honestly believe it. Oops. <laughs> but, um, and that is, I believe that one of the biggest challenges in marriage is men trying to get their definition of themselves from their wives mm-hmm. or for them, from their sexual conquest prior to their wives or even from their children
2: mm-hmm.
0: versus the difference being them getting their energy directly from God, right? Not from the people around them. Again, not from left and right, not from looking horizontally, but from looking vertically. So who you listening to? Are you listening to your wife to understand what kind of a man you are and what kind of husband you are? Are you listening to your, your kids score at the last uh, soccer game mm-hmm. to define who mm-hmm. you are? Mm-hmm. Right. If you if that or or better yet is the house and the things that you provide your wife and children, does that tell you who you are? Right. And I think in 2008 we saw what a mistake that can be. (laughs) Right. But if you're if you're listening here, then you are literally taking energy from your children. You're taking energy from your wife and you're taking that energy to build yourself back up. Right. Right. But if you will connect to God. Right and you will get your energy and self-definition from him, which is very clear what he has to say about you, which is an amazing story. Yeah, You are a living, breathing child of God. You are a brother of Jesus Christ, which is crazy. Wait, that's not right. Um, or is that right?
1: I forget. Can I say that? The heir of Christ? Yeah. You could say that. Are you a brother with
0: Jesus Christ?
1: Uh, you're an heir. You're in kinship. Kingship you're in kinship, with... right? That's yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. fair. Wow, I just felt weird. It's, it's bold to say.
0: <laughs> that's pretty bold. OK, so so and maybe that's what of you Christ. Yeah. Well, let's at least say you're a son of God. Sure. Ooh, Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Whatever that is on my mic. You want to avoid touching that. You're you're an air. But but, you know, you are a son of God. There is no doubt about that. And that's where your definition really comes from. And if you're looking to God and you're reading the Bible, and that's where you're getting your self-definition, not from the media, not from your wife, not from your children, then you have more energy to give them. Because who are you connecting to? You're connected to the creator of the universe. Unlimited power, right? Unlimited energy. You're connected to that unlimited energy. And God is willing to give that to you as a child of god
1: so that is but let, let's just use another uh, metaphor for mm-hmm. this concept taking from left and right requires me to do work mm-hmm. i have to go out and i have to take
0: yeah you almost have to make people happy so they give you stuff back right give, give Coercion, you energy back yeah shows a lot here. of energy spent in that
1: so i'm working hard left and right i'm burning it mm-hmm. and then i feel empty and they're empty and it's gone Mm-hmm. there was no return of the energy right versus all i have to do is be still be quiet pray wow yeah no it's kidding all, all i have to do in a humble position and open open hands yeah all i have to do is be quiet be still pray and receive and then i'm a funnel i'm a vessel and it goes out and i charge yeah which then gets me what i want anyway right which is provide protect and and now I have this abundant life mm-hmm. all around me. Yeah. I'm going to have trouble, but I can get it vertical so I can give it.
0: Yeah. And we talked about like a visualization of that, right? Which is to take this energy that God gives you and create a bubble, if you will, for your wife. You know, and, and I've heard a lot of men, <laughs> you know, they'll say, well, yeah, but my wife does this. My wife does that. And, and I, think, I think this would be true of women as well, by the way. Uh, they may say that their their husbands do X or Y. And that, that steals from me, like, oh, she just, you know, she won't do Y or X or, or whatever. And I just find that so interesting because that's a, that's a statement someone would make for someone who's listening to their wife, if you will, for their energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas if you say to yourself, my job is to create a safe space for my wife and my children, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get energy from up here, right, from God. Bring that down and create a safe space I I just think I think that's such a powerful point of view. Yep. Uh and it it literally so if God has unlimited energy, it literally creates a, a scenario where you have unlimited energy. Where people say oh, I can't go on. No, then you're tuned into the wrong thing. Right? Because I know people who connect with God who can run a marathon across broken glass, you know. Uh, and can do amazing, you know. Even Matthew seventeen twenty, <laughs> our namesake, right? Yep. Uh, they can move mountains with with uh, the faith of a mustard seed. And how much energy is that? I mean, it's a tiny amount of energy, right? But I, I just find that that's so interesting. Uh, and these people who really struggle, I find, you know, I, you know, you can look at what they spend their time on and who they're listening to. We uh, we got a, um, you know, we bought, I bought my wife a new car. A couple of weeks ago, I guess a couple of months ago now, and uh, it came with uh, SiriusXM, mm. which we we had never really had SiriusXM before, um, and it had uh, you know Joel Osteen 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 mm-hmm. has uh, has a channel on there, and uh, I don't know for some reason or another, when we drove it, but of course, <laughs> it was on the Osteen channel, and you know people can say what they want about the guy, health and wealth and all that kind of fun stuff, um, and and I think there's probably most most of those people, you know, they've they've had a it didn't work for them supposedly, right? Uh, which I get, and I'm not knocking that. But you know, whether he's health and wealth or whatever, I I tell you one thing: he definitely is, and that's positive. Mm-hmm. And he's positive in the context of God. He's constantly delivering a message from the Bible uh, that energizes me, that gives me hope uh, in a way that. uh that media and television and video games and sports just do not. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: They're, again, junk food, right? They're enjoyable for a moment, no doubt about it. I'm not saying that you should go crawl into a hole with your Bible, right, and just never come out again. What I'm saying is, is that you should really look at that ratio between your consumption of other media and who you're listening to uh, and how much you're listening to things of God. Uh, now, I do like listening to o- Osteen. Uh, I really enjoy that, but he is by no means a substitute for spending quiet time, as you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, with yep. Yep. with God on your knees, studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I guess I guess that's sort of where I've landed with this is just this idea, um, that a lot of our challenges come from. Uh, who we're listening to. I mean, it's really, what's crazy is it's literally that simple. What if you changed just for 30 days? What if just for 30 days you changed who you listen to? And you made it a point to cut out media, news, and television, uh, video games, even coverage of your local favorite sports team. And you took that and you decided to spend that same energy on positive things. Right. Things that God would either call you to do or listening to God. Right. So I think you can do the work of God or you can listen to God. And that's a great way to spend this extra energy. You're going to find that you have. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, you could spend time um, uh, donating your time at a soup kitchen. You could just work at your local church. You could just say thank you to someone on a regular basis. Right. Instead of listening to your radio, be aware of the people around you. And instead of being involved in your media be aware of people around you and just say thanks because that's God's word.
1: You have the authentic experience with somebody. And regardless, it's the checkout lady, whoever mm-hmm. it is, but it's eye contact. Mm-hmm. It's a pause. Thank you.
0: You know, we were coming home from uh, we had a chance to go to Italy for Thanksgiving and uh, we literally we got it. It was a group on deal. So it was extremely cheap. And um, we literally flew uh, home uh, on United Airlines. Uh, and the day that we're, I keep saying literally, we literally flew home on Thanksgiving on United, Air on United Airlines. And, um, that, uh, uh, you know, that's a tough day to fly. Um, you know, for your, you, we were in a hurry to get home to our family. You know, the kids gave us huge grief <laughs> about going on an amazing vacation and ruining their Thanksgiving as we came home. Cause we didn't get home to like six o'clock. So there was no way we were making dinner. Kids gave us a, Major hard time about it, but we were in a hurry to get home, and um, it, it was sort of a miserable journey for various reasons. The flight home, but you know, I'm sitting in uh, I'm sitting in my my seat, and this this you know stewardess is coming by, and as she comes by, I, I don't know why I did it, but I just felt the need to look up, and I looked up at her, and she looked kind of sad, and I just said, you know, I just want to thank you so much for working on Thanksgiving. I said, I said, we really appreciate you getting us home to our family. And I understand that this is a sacrifice and I just want to say thank you. And I just remember she had glasses on and so she sort of took them off, you know, and there was just tears in her eyes. I mean, not like she went bawling, mm-hmm. but her eyes were weepy. And, um, she looked at me and she goes, you know, I've been doing this for 40 years and I've never had someone say thank you like that mm. ever. Mm. And we, in that moment, we were human. We were humans. Mm-hmm. Not someone who I'm paying money and they need to do whatever it is I need because they, you know, it, it's, it's a yeah. fair trade. I should be able to treat them however I want. Yeah. But in that moment, we were human. And I, it just, that just always stuck with me. You know, and it was because I was present. You know, I wasn't lost in a book. I wasn't being interrupted by her presence. Uh, I was just there in that moment. And um, so, you know, just taking some of that energy we might spend reading a book or we might spend listening or watching a movie and just looking up and saying thank you. I tell you, there is a miracle opportunity. For someone listening to this podcast right now, Mm -hmm. there is a miracle opportunity. If someone will just look up and make a human contact with someone and say, thank you. And, and it's doing the work of God or listening to God, spending time, spending that energy, redefining yourself the way God defines you, right? Not in relationship to everything you can't be. I can't be an athlete. You know, if you were in a dark room, (laughs) I heard someone said, we're all the same in a dark room. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, It's true. If you were in a dark room, right, there is no beauty. There is no athlete. Mm -hmm. There is nothing, right? There's just you. And who are you in that moment? And if you don't know, I cannot stress enough that I think there's two things you can do. One, you can spend a lot of time doing God's work, which is the work of gratitude, being truly uh, grateful uh, to the people around you or spend time getting to know God. I think in both of those acts, you will finally figure out who you truly are and be unlimited in what you have the, pos- or the, cap- or the, the, um, the potential to create in your life because God is an unlimited God.
1: Being able to do either A or B super grateful and engage with others, or spend time in the word, understand God. Mm-hmm. But in that first example, you're going to meet Christ in that other person. Oh, you are. That's right. That's you're, a good point. You're, you're going
0: That humanity that I just talked about. Yep. And that's face wow. to face. Yeah. Right?
1: That's me seeing you and saying, engaging. That's not me texting or doing these other distance things. Mm-hmm. I can communicate with you. I can't have an intimate relationship and meet you. Mm hmm. Like I can get both.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Like I said, the devil has created the perfect world, hasn't he? Yep. He's even take our day-to-day communications and turn it into something not human. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really, really interesting. Well, I like that. Um, I don't know how long we've been on, but I just feel like maybe that's a good place for us to stop today. And just, I really encourage people to take our challenge. Why don't you spend 30 days just cutting news out of your life? Just don't listen to the news anymore. I'll tell you, uh, you can ask Alexa for the weather, and she won't tell you anything but the weather. So, if that's what you're concerned about, there's an opportunity there. There's a great weather app on your phone. Everything else, uh, you will know if it's important, if it impacts your life. If it doesn't, it's probably just someone making up crap to talk about to create an us versus them to get your attention, to sell advertising against that attention. Mm -hmm. while creating division in the world. Mm -hmm. And I just really encourage people today to start right now, in the new year maybe, to spend 30 days, spend January. January just focused on rewarding, creating activities and rewarding those who are not trying to create division in the world, right? Just for the purpose of making money. That is unacceptable.
1: And if you think that's a big barrier that's hard to cross, that you're unable to do... Just check out Matthew seventeen twenty.
0: Yeah, I think you can do it. Just a little bit of faith. But I'll, but I'll say this. Start with a day. And then start with two days. And then three days. And put it together until it's 30 days. And I would love, I would love, I would love for anyone listening to this podcast, if you did not have a life-changing experience that 30 days, write us an email. You can write me at Dustin at 1720.com. And that's my email address. Send that to me. I would love to hear it. But if you've had a life-changing experience, we would love to hear that also.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We would love to hear uh, about what it, what happens when you start either defining yourself through conversations with God or by doing the work of God in the form of gratitude.
1: So there's a, a friend of my dad's. He's a pastor and a counselor. Uh, he wrote a book. So I'm going to quote him mm-hmm. on the email that I'd like to get to. Uh, Martin at 1720.org. So oh, me, I said com, didn't I? I'm so
0: sorry. That's <laughs> Dustin at 7020.org.
1: <laughs> but I want the email that says, so if you start in January 1 and you go 30 days, I'm going to give a 100% return suffering guarantee. Mm. Choose to engage this idea of just leave the media, be present in your space.
2: Mm-hmm. It,
1: the worst that's going to happen is that nothing changes for you. And you can have all your suffering back, and you can be angry, whatever you're feeling. You can Mm -hmm. have it all back at the end of 30 days. Right. So it's a simple challenge. Yeah. You can have it all back because you're not going to lose anything when you turn all your new stuff back on.
0: Yeah, that's so true.
1: You'll get it all back. I'm just going to offer you a 100% return guarantee on that. That's what I can offer.
0: I think when you, uh, if you'll spend this time on these 30 days, I think you'll be ready for the rest of the 1720 journey. I don't think you can really be ready when you are, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, full up on ho-hos, All right? Uh, I don't think you can really be ready for the 1720 journey. Yeah. But I yeah. think if you'll go on a really good diet and get ready, I think we're going to have some really interesting things for people mm-hmm. on this year. Yeah. And I'm excited about what's next and yeah. look forward to seeing you in episode three, Martin. Oh. I think next time we'll actually be doing uh, live streaming this thing on mm-hmm. Facebook and uh, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. So that should be really yeah. interesting. That means we can't edit out the things we screw up.
1: Right. But Not that we would ever do that. This is all genuine. But well, we still can get Luke to send us out. But of course. Uh-oh. But of
0: course. Yep, there it is. Everybody go leave uh, live a but-of-course life. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. Uh, that's how people find out about us. If you will... Uh, Review the podcast. Uh, It pushed us higher and higher in iTunes, which uh, rules the world. (laughs) Or Google Play, depending on what phone you may have. Uh, Leave us a review there, too. That'd be great. Also, send this podcast to your friends, anyone you think might really need to hear this message. Uh, We are here for you. Um, Feel free to leave us comments. Let us know what you'd like to hear or see. And again, thanks for spending some time with us today. Go live a but-of-course life. But-of-course. See you later.